You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Down the Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop with one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor Live. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Tonight's floor plan, we are going to dissect the disappointing game four result between the Boston Celtics and Miami Heat. Heat lose game four on their home floor, 116.99. It was an underwhelming um, result as the Heat were looking to sweep the series and head on to the NBA Finals. And instead, we'll now have to travel back up to Boston for game five. But we know what the saying is. It's Heat and five. So we're going to get to that. Tonight's floor plan with me, we have Brian Fonseca. Follow my Brian Fonseca and Y on Twitter. We also have Sean Rochester. Follow him at S Rochester NBA on Twitter. Uh, so we're going to dive into all the game four stuff. We're not going to be dead horses, nor shall we wax poetic on things that were not pretty. Um, before we dive into any of that, though, the official sponsor of our post-game shows here on Five on the Floor Live is A, Aggressive Insurance. So Insurance by Lynette is uh, a broker agency that's been servicing South Florida for over 15 years. 954-581-8800 is the number. They have auto, homeowners, condo, life insurance, retirement programs, free notary service for all clients. They represent the leading insurance carriers in South Florida. So if you have a bad driving record, no problem. No driver refused. Free phone quotes. Insurancebylynette.com. That's the website. And Lynette wants that website to be pushed hard. So take notes. Insurance by Lynette, two N's, two T's or A, Aggressive Insurance, you can find her on all social media platforms. And again, the telephone number to uh, give her a call is 954-581-8800. So here we are, the heat lost. Fans are are feeling a little like, oh no, um, 
is this heading in the other direction? I want to start off by saying, before I give the floor to everyone else for their reactions, uh, I need everyone to take deep breaths because it, this is supposed to be hard. I think we need to initially acknowledge that the idea that you were going to waltz into the NBA Finals was completely misguided. And I don't think that this is an indictment on them not being prepared. I don't think that this is that they were out adjusted. I don't think that people played bad necessarily in all spots. And there's things we're going to get into. But overall, Boston is a good team. They shot well. They limited turnovers. And they're really damn good. And they're hard to beat four times in a row. So let's have a little perspective. They still can get this done. And I know that it was a bad game and it's frustrating and we're going to talk about a lot of that stuff, but I, I want to start here. The first quarter was not that. It felt like this series was going to start churning along with Miami in control. They were up six at half. The third quarter is when things went completely haywire. Sean, I'm going to start with you. Um, well, first, let me ask you, did you get to watch the entire second half? Yes. Okay. I missed the first couple minutes of the first quarter coming home from practice, but that's the only thing I missed. Perfect. I just didn't want to set you up for a question if you had not watched. <laughs> yeah. So as the second half started, they were up six. Um, considering that they felt like they were kind of controlling the game despite Boston having their moments, what did you see in the third quarter that flipped the script on this game specifically? Yeah, I mean, the third quarter was 38-23 Boston. And, and you know, I, I joke about this, but I think it's it's also a serious, realistic point that, you know, I joke at halftime, the first time out is going to determine the game. And in that case, Boston did end up calling the first time out, but it was because they were trying to save possession. It wasn't necessarily on a run. The real timeout came after that timeout. Miami called it, trying to shut down the run by the Boston Celtics. And you know, in a game where you're up by six at halftime, you knew that they were going to basically throw the punch to save their season. And ultimately at the end, not just talking third quarter now, but big picture, they shot 42% from behind the arc. They made 19 threes. We made eight and shot 25%. When Boston shoots over 40%, I don't know what the record is, but it's something in two and it's a big number. <laughs> They're very good when they make over 40% of their threes. I, I just can't. I know I heard it on a podcast today, and I can't exactly reference it. So in the chat, if anybody knows, let us know, and we'll be exact on that. But look, you know, you turn the ball over that many times compared to them. We were sloppy. They made more threes. We got to the free throw line a lot. That was pretty good. We just didn't shoot as well as they did, and they out-executed this. So I don't think it's sound the alarms like, holy, we're going to be the first team that's ever lost a 3-0 lead. But like Greg said, you know, it's not easy. If you would have told us, and I said this in playback a few minutes ago, if you would have told us a week ago we'd be up 3-1 after four games, there is not a logical person that wouldn't have signed up for that. And it doesn't excuse what happened tonight. I, I get it, and I know I'm being long-winded, but – No, you're not. You're making still, great points. Still in a very good position. So Zoom I, out. Let's look, at, let's look at the mistakes. Let's see what happened, just like the coaching staff will do, and how do you move forward and adjust from that. And I don't want to overstate the fact that the Heat may have looked maybe a smidge less sharp and less we're coming to we're coming for kills 
as Cage Cannell said on really old underground rap music that probably very few of you know about. Um, but I also want to acknowledge another thing. I sensed a little bit of dead legs fatigue amongst this group. And with this every other day stuff, um, I just, I can't help but bring it up. Brian, do you think that there's something to fatigue? Uh, the Celtics are known for their depth. They looked a little quicker to the ball, uh, particularly because it wasn't just that they were hitting threes, but there were a lot of multiple um, possessions where they got to short jumpers and it was based off of the D kind of breaking because guys are just a little slower getting to rotations. What did you see from them defensively? And also, do you think that there's something here that we need to consider related to Miami? And if they are beginning to start dragging and getting fatigued as the series goes on. Well, Gabe hurt his ankle and then he ended up coming back. Um, Jimmy, you think he's hurt damn near every time he falls and he gets up most of the time. Look, I think you guys said it. It's the turnovers in the third quarter. You saw, you sort of saw it slipping. The turnovers are very uncharacteristic because this team does not turn the ball over a ton. That's one thing that they've actually consistently done all season long is just not turn the ball over a ton. Uh, especially in the second half. And Boston hit their threes, which they haven't done all series. They have a couple of games where they're in the 20s in terms of three-point percentage. And it's like, look, I think (laughs) – we'll get to the Super Chat in a second. I think that, uh, you know, you were kind of due for a stinker at this point. Look, you're just – you're not going to – I mean, you had – it was possible, but, like, are you realistically going to sweep a team? Sweep a team – that won almost 60 games in the regular season that were the favorites to win the East or the favorites to win the NBA title in some sports books at different points of the year. Like it's just very hard to sweep a team that's going to be playing for their season who, while they look broken in game three, yes, like a lot of times teams will come out with a bit of pride. And you kind of saw this during a bubble run when the heat were up three, one, it looked like they were going to close. And I think the Celtics blew them out in that next game. Uh, the Heat were down against the Lakers and they made that a 3-2 series with a heroic effort and then the, the Lakers blew them out later on. Like, you know, it's hard to just put teams away in the NBA, period, full stop. And I think people are nervous because they just didn't want to go back to Boston, but the Heat have already won twice there in the series. They won there in the playoffs last year and <laughs> no team has lost 3-0 lead <laughs> and nobody thought that this team would be having a 3-0 lead at this point. Now a 3-1 lead. I didn't think that it was going to be 3-1 with both wins being on the, both the first two wins being on the road and then whatever. So it's fine, man. Like they had a bad game. You also have to remember that Boston's a great regular season team who has been a little bit shaky in the playoffs, but they've had some great moments in the playoffs. They got here because of a three-point barrage in the third quarter against the Philadelphia 76ers. And look, you go to Boston, you try to win another game, and if not, then you're going to be back on your home floor uh, for game six. They lose if, if it goes to six and they lose that game, then I think you could start actually getting concerned. But I still think they could close this out in five because they've done it already. And they, now Boston's going to be feeling the pressure at home to extend the series. And Miami is a seven and a half point underdog for that game right now. Oh, I love that. You know what? Um, 
I said we were going to do one ad and I'm going to completely pivot because you mentioned those odds. You can get those odds at Better Edge. That is the official gambling partner of Five Reason Sports Network. A lot of people ask what the heck is Better Edge and why is it different? Well, Better Edge is a social betting marketplace where users buy and sell betting positions without a VIG instead of a traditional sports book where the book sets the price accepts your bet takes fees pays out winnings better edge marketplace connects users on opposite sides of bets at their own set prices so you got to use the code 5rsn that's the key here 5rsn that'll get you 20 bucks to start playing you can get involved in our nba competitions we do them nightly for the playoff games it is a lot of fun you get 20 dollars with 5rsn as your code it is the stock exchange for sports betting check it out Better Edge at app.betteredge.com. It is a web-based app, and it is very intuitive and easy to work with. Play today, 5RSN, for 20 bucks. Um, So a couple other things here that uh, Andre Trinidad says, oh, my God, Greg, dude, your ads have to be the corniest ads I've ever heard. Stop trying to tie them in and just do the damn ads laugh out loud come on <laughs> thank you for the constructive criticism after game four tonight uh i want to point out that the boston celtics uh had uh 43 made field goals and 27 assists which equates to about 65 percent of their field goals were assisted so they got to some stuff also that is a little bit more team-oriented thing. So I want to give credit to Boston that they stayed alive to some degree. Y'all don't want to do that up here, but I just want to also um, make the firm declaration that the Miami Heat are in full control of this series, and they are going to close it out. I especially think they're going to close it out on the road. And if you don't have the guts to come along for the ride with us that way, then that's a you problem. Um, I feel that this is a, a team that Boston was going to get one of these. They will come back to the drawing board with a little bit more um, intensity with a game plan with maybe some three point accuracy. And as Andre Trinidad then comes in with, we have the guts. Um, so let's kind of, I guess, um, and you said cleaning the glass was down, Sean, right? Is that, yeah, I haven't checked it since post game, but it wasn't working for me earlier. I don't know if it's just my account, but so so let's yeah. talk about a little how they defended Jason Tatum. He went off tonight. He had uh, fourteen to twenty two, um, eleven rebounds, seven assists. He got to all of his comfortable spots. Thirty three points. Hope you took your overs. I was n- not loving his overs, but should have. Um, Brian. What did you see them do differently, or is this Jason Tatum out of Jason Tatum game? Because that's kind of where I'm at, but I think people want to blame somebody and say somebody sucked tonight, and I don't really see that candidate, and so I'm interested in your perspective on how they defended Tatum because Jimmy was on him a lot. He had shots. Like, that's what it comes down to. Like, some of them were difficult, right? Um, some, a couple of them were wide open from three, but he had shots. And he wasn't somebody who, like, look, there have been trends in this series that are going to be hard to sort of keep up, right? Tatum's not going to suck every single game or fourth quarter or whatever the case may be. Like, he's put up numbers in some of these other games, but none of it has felt timely for the most part. And today he was on point. Um, Some of the role guys killed you. 
And Marcus Smart was able to hit a couple of important open threes. Like, look, Boston just outplayed you. And the Heat are going to make adjustments. They're going to be ready for game five. Like, this is this is what they do, right? Like, I'm not worried about an Eric Spolster-led team coming out flat in Boston for game five. Um, this team has given you reasons to indicate that that's not going to be the case, that they're going to refocus and come back strong for game five. Like, They've adjusted how many times that we've seen it, not not even just this season, but during this entire Jimmy run, a lot of it has been built off of, and the Jimmy run being that he signed with the team in 2019 has been here the last four years. During this run, how many times have y'all seen this team overcome some sort of adversity, respond to a bad loss, et cetera? And it's going to be difficult, obviously, to win game five, but I do think that they're going to come out with a different intensity, different mindset. They know that they let one get away. They got outplayed pretty much in every facet. They had a lot of stupid turnovers in the third quarter. They weren't hitting their three-point shots. Jimmy wasn't making layups. Bam wasn't that impactful. And you dust it off and you get ready for game five. This is a series. Boston has to do this three more times in order to win the series, which nobody's done in NBA history. Why would I be concerned? That's true. And um, I think that there is uh, just uh, there's a degree of when you beat Milwaukee in five in New York, you beat in six, but it didn't feel like they were really, really pushing you that I think heat fans are, are also, as they've moved the goalpost on expectations and rightfully so they want to see things come together. And um, there's a player that we're going to talk about uh, as we close a couple of guys, actually, that I think we need to acknowledge didn't step up tonight and we're going to need to see better performances from them in game five. So I want to kind of go and look ahead towards opportunity players individually that can step up as we look ahead before we do telling you about a new sponsor of five on the floor and the five reasons sports network. And that is smarty pants marketing. Hopefully Manny has the website up. If Manny, if you do not, that is all good too, because marketing sucks. Have you ever found yourself saying those exact words? Most business owners use the spaghetti on the wall approach with marketing and don't have a clear plan. You'd likely try doing the marketing yourself or outsourced it, but when it doesn't work, you go back to relying on word of mouth referrals. If you want to go and find marketing that can get you real ROI, return on investment from your marketing, it's time to call Smarty Pants, a full-service digital marketing agency that will help you scale your business by creating custom programs and around your goals and maximizing marketing spend. If you're tired of marketing not working, wasting money, time, and energy, and want your business to advance, it's time to call Smarty Pants. Go to www.smartypantswithazmarketing.com or call 561-926-926. Four five two five again. One more time. www.smartypantswithazmarketing.com five six one nine two six four five two five. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours. The energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Kern because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop. 
and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. So y'all think that I'm not going to talk about him because I always shield him from criticism, but that's not true. Bam out of bio didn't have a great game tonight. He was in foul trouble, four fouls. Gabe also was in foul trouble, um, shot his way out of some of that. But Bam, you know, seven field goal attempts, five rebounds. It's not what you really want to see um, overall offensively. Um, who else do y'all have qualms with tonight? Duncan Robinson didn't give much. Kyle Lowry looked a little suspect. One from each of you, a player that you think um, looked especially bad tonight that you are expecting to bounce back in game five. Sean, you go first. Um, you know, I, I think I would go with Bam. I, I think, you know, if you look over the last uh, set of games against Boston, not just this series, but over the season and even back to last year, um, he's he's had success against them. And, um, you know, I think the foul trouble got him out of his rhythm. Um, seven field goal attempts, and it's usually misleading if you have a lot of free throws, but only four free throws for him. Um, five rebounds, no assists, which is also another marker. You know, with our offense, he usually has a few assists. Um, just, you know, the, the lowest plus minus on the team. Like there's just a lot of things with Bam tonight that just didn't seem to add up um, for whatever reason that is. Um, but he's a big part against this team because he's probably the biggest advantage we have. You know, Jimmy and Tatum can go head to head. They're both great players. Um, we, we have an advantage with him over Al, with him over Rob Williams, uh, with him over Grant Williams, especially. And, um, we, we just didn't have the opportunity to take advantage of it tonight. So, you know, there's a lot of things with that. I don't necessarily think it was banned and bring the required energy. Um, defensively, we weren't as good. I think with our closeouts, we weren't as good keeping the ball out of the paint. And sometimes when you're in a big, when you're a big guy, you get fouls, not because of your fault. It's because of the breakdown that happened in front of you. So I think Bam will bounce back and, uh, have a better game in game five. I tend to agree, but I'm biased with Bam. Um, uh, there's a couple other guys. Duncan Robinson stands out to me as a player that on the road in Boston can get back on track. Brian, who you got? And on the Bam front, this was also his first bad game since game two against the Knicks. So he's been on Wait. one lately. So yeah, like we we can we can be a little forgiving there, right? Uh, Kyle Lowry for me because I thought that he would be more impactful this series and he's really only been – very good in game one otherwise he hasn't he hasn't been as impactful as i thought he'd be and he had uh 
a couple of not great moments tonight. One in particular, that fast break that we were watching on playback where it looked like he had a layup attempt or could at least draw a foul and just sort of threw it behind him. Nobody was there. And it was a turnover that they created and they needed to get points off turnovers, which they did not do a good job of in this game. This is where Boston sort of whooped their ass. And he just kind of threw it back. And I think it was Jalen Brown who got it, went the other way, and then they were in transition. You cannot keep turning the ball over. You can't allow these points off turnovers and they get to their open threes. So uh, that killed them. But Kyle Lowry, he's the one for me. Like, I think he's going to have a big game. If you remember last year in the playoffs, uh, Kyle Lowry was not good. He was also not healthy in that Celtic series, but did have a big uh, game six in Boston, along with Jimmy Butler. Gets overshadowed because of Jimmy Butler's 47. By the way, Jimmy Butler had 29 points tonight. Didn't even feel like it because of the missed layups. So that was kind of weird. And uh, Bam um, Bam had a big uh, game seven, I believe. I think Kyle Lowry also contributed to that, though he wasn't totally efficient. But like he ended the series on, on a strong note is the point. So I think he's the one that is due for a response because he's been struggling a little bit more this series. He was better in the Knicks series. He was good at the end of the Buck series. And he was good at the start of this series, but we haven't really felt it yet. So Kyle Lowry for me. I'm with you. If they limit some transition threes, hopefully Boston is not hitting them at the, hitting them at the clip that they are tonight because they haven't really been doing that throughout the series. So I think that they can regress there. Um we are going to take questions to close. I want to definitely shout out our sponsors before we do that, but I want to pass the mic to Sean because I uh, believe that he's done some research that's worth communicating uh, to our viewers and our listeners. So Sean, the mic and the floor is yours. So hold on. I'm going to throw this up here. This is from Paulo De Silva earlier in the chat was talking about the panel saying they expect him to bounce back, but the energy isn't matching that expectation. This is what I'm going to throw out there. It's not necessarily a history lesson of like the series or NBA or anything like that, but let me tell you this. So I'm going to be going to Boston on Thursday. Okay. Here's my history of going to games. This is what you need to know. 2006 finals. We were down Oh two to the Mavericks. It looked horrible, right? That was back when it was two, three, two. I drove from at the time being in college in Ohio to Miami, was there for games three, four, and five. Win, win, win. We closed it out in six. I was at game was, three, too. Shout out. It was us together. That's why. Game six against the Spurs in the 2013 finals, the Ray Allen shot. I was there. Won that one. I was there last year, game six, in Philly, when we closed them out. Won that one. I was there for game one in New York, last series. Won that one. I was there last year, game six in Boston. Jimmy game, won that one. <laughs> wow. Guts check. Guts check. The panel doesn't expect it. The energy isn't matching. <laughs> you must be out your mind. If Sean Give Redson- it to me again. Give it to me again. <laughs> no, we ain't got that kind of rant tonight. But listen, they're going to bounce back. I don't, I'm not going to guarantee that they're going to win on Thursday by any means. But look, this will refocus them. I want to throw back to you guys. Do you think there are any adjustments that Spo tries to make? Or do you trust that what you've done over the first four games, this was just a bad night? You know, some, you don't have to overreact. He's not going to reinvent the wheel between now and Thursday. But what do you think you could try to do if you were in that coaching staff uh, to give yourself a better chance on Thursday? 
You probably right. want you probably want to do something to limit their comfort from three because we were tracking throughout the game how many threes they were taking. They were taking a lot more threes than two, especially early on. And then later they found some creases on the interior, so maybe it leveled out. I would like to look again, but uh, I don't know if it's as simple as hey, you run them off the three point line and that sort of old school thinking. But I do think that there there's going to be an emphasis on making them a little bit more uncomfortable up there. And being able to, I don't know if it's pressuring them early, but I think Spo's going to just sort of, he's probably going to be looking at the tape like in 20 minutes when he's done with media and, you know, trying to figure out solutions. But I think there will be an emphasis on really defending the three ball better. And they have to make sure as they do that, they're not getting burned on the interior with open look after open look after open look. Um, but look, like even game five is going to be hard. All of this shit is going to be hard. What they did in game three, blowing them out, that shit was not easy. It looked easy because Boston didn't recover after being punched in the mouth. But he tried to. They just had some bad turnovers. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be like overly worried, even if they and even if they lost game five, you're back at home for game six. So this is true. And I also think that um, and we're going to grab a few more comments here. Uh there's just an element of this that I feel like Jimmy Butler is going to um, ultimately bring, bring the noise there for, uh, for game five, Manny, you're stepping in here. Yeah. So I rarely do this um, because I feel like sometimes, you know, as the guy that runs the show in the back, we don't really have to come out, but I think it's nice like this. We just have to really appreciate this team for where it's been. I mean, great call. I I get it. Like one loss. I get it this 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 thing we call sports right emotion affects everything right but we've all been in times where things have gone great nine times and the tenth time we fall we've never said screw this we give up <laughs> come yeah. on the, the the world's not ending okay it's one loss right and these guys on the panel here have been telling you what coach Spo just said and i wanted to shoot and i wanted to share this comment and it's a question that you know our very own alex asked him um, you know, on the hot shooting tonight. And Coach Paul said they're not going to shoot poorly that many times in a row, especially in those many games in a row. They're going to get open looks. They're going to get their open shots in. Guys, this is the NBA. Right. This is not NCAA. You know what I mean? So let's calm down. You know what I mean? The, listen, that was an off day. Let's get to Thursday, one game at a time. There shouldn't be this reaction. That's, you know, this Manny. With that kind of perspective, <laughs> you're going to end up on this damn show uh, as a panelist full time. So you better be careful because that was a great way to close the show. Thank you. Um, no comments? We're not going to do comments? Oh, let's You'll, take a few. Let's take yeah, a few let's if you a, got good ones. And don't forget, it, it won't be as hot in Boston and the humidity won't be as, you know, so it will it will play to our hands, I think. Yeah, right. Look, man, you got to win one of the next three and you're good. Now, you prefer to win the next one because you can get some rest before game one. But even if you win on Thursday, you have a week until game one. You're right. A whole week. Until that next <laughs> Thursday. You're right about that. So we have from Thousand Eyes 85, Celtics hitting the threes, energize their defense. we got to do a better job of eliminating that. It definitely translated. And I actually want to share some statistics from our off-the-floor feed that are related to this just really quickly um, that the – Basically, the Heat scored 27 points off turnovers, only 14 for the Celtics. Wouldn't have expected that. Tonight? Yeah. 
That shit um, does not seem right at all. They won the rebounding battle by five. They committed 16 turnovers to the Celtics 10. Here's the big one though. The, the heat finished the game shooting eight of 32. That's 25% from three Boston, 42%. That's the big one right there. Even inside the arc, it was pretty uh, equal. So um, simple mathematics, like fat Joe said, Greg. Yes, sir. Let's take another one. This is a good one. Lenny Pena says, what do you guys think about Spoh sitting Jimmy the first few minutes of the fourth quarter? We talked about this on playback a little bit. I was a little surprised. I thought, Jimmy, this is a game where you could play him the whole fourth quarter, especially if you wanted to close it out. But I think, you know, I mean, you're playing the result. But now that they've lost this game, it's like, okay, Jimmy didn't, like, play all 12 minutes in the fourth quarter. And then, you know, he's going to be more tired or whatever. It was a few minutes. But I was a little surprised at that. I probably would have played Jimmy the full fourth quarter. Um, but the way the Celtics were playing, there's a chance you still lose. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then what? Then you're going to game five, and then Jimmy just played all those minutes. So, I mean, it's it's kind of a chicken or the egg thing, right? I think it, But in game five, like, I would be ready if it's a close game like that, and I would be ready to want to play Jimmy the full final 12 minutes. Bam, also if it's a tight game like that one and you really want to, you know, just try to put this away as soon as possible at this point. You know, and just to add to that, um, 941 left in the fourth. Lowry makes a layup. Celtics call timeout. They reinsert uh, Jason Tatum. It's 88-83. Tatum comes in 20 seconds later, hits a jumper. Uh, Derek White blocks Duncan's shot from behind, if you remember that. Tatum gets cool. the rebound. They go in transition. Brown makes a dunk. Oh. So it's now 92-83. Heat call timeout. Jimmy reenters roughly 40 seconds after Tatum did. But at that point, that nine, you know, the five or four Oh run mm-hmm. basically stretched the game and the game was over at that point. So like, it's those little things. It's not that we're calling out Spo, but like 40 seconds of reentering earlier and mirroring Tatum's minutes, that can be the difference. So it's just and one we of those said it, we said it, Sean, we said it in playback. It's like, Oh, Tatum's in. So Jimmy should probably be in. Yeah. Jimmy wasn't in. And then four points later. And then it's like, okay. And then uh, I think from there, the Celtics just went on their run. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that they can clean that stuff up. Let's take one more comment and then we will get up out of here. Um, Let me take this. One. Let me take this one. Andre Trinidad. Thank you for your comment. Celtics kill us in transition. Uh, for example, turnovers against this team and open threes equal a loss. That's as simple as it is. Yeah, I agree. And you know what? The also the poor shooting, it gets them into transition. The poor shooting by us, obviously gets them into transition. You don't get to set your defense turnovers. You're never going to really set your defense because they're going to be going the other way so fast. So I think that's a great point. If you can play better on offense, it's going to help your defense. And then the defense can help your offense and just, you know, it's kind of in a, you know, in a circle. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know the saying (laughs) heat and five, baby. Thank you for joining us. A aggressive insurance, insurance by Lynette.com, Smarty Pants Marketing, Better Edge. Use the code 5RSN for 20 bucks to start playing. Find your guts. Heat and five. Good night. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. 